0: everybody, welcome back. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about franchising. I uh, just recently read a book, so I'm doing this challenge, a 75-day challenge. Um, it's called 75 Hard. Uh, you might have heard of it, you might not. I might explain it in another, in another episode, but part of it is uh, you have to read 10 pages a day of a nonfiction book, so I've been reading a lot more. Um, and I just read, it's called Franchise Your Business, The Guide to Empowering the Greatest Growth Strategy Ever. Um, by Mark Siebert, um, and it basically just broke down franchising um, into its smallest parts and easy to understand and how to take um, your business and franchise it, basically, um, and it showed it from both the franchisor and the franchisee's uh, perspectives, which was cool. Um, I'm more interested in the, as a franchisor, I don't want to buy a franchise, but I want to possibly turn my business into a franchise down the road, because I really think it's really the only way to make a service business like mine um, reach the revenue goals that I have in mind. Um, Really, the alternative is opening up a company-owned store, like a second location with my money. So basically, I would take this Birmingham branch, which is the only branch we have. It's just one. It's just my business in Birmingham where I live. Um, But for this example, I'm calling it a branch because... I would go into another city and open another one, funded 100% by me, um, and I would be managing it like it's mine. I'd have to put a manager in place to run it while I'm not there, employees, whatever. I would get 100% of the revenue back, obviously, because I I started it with 100% of my money. Um, But it would cost a lot more, obviously, to go start that time-wise and money-wise and most likely headache-wise, because it's not going to be, you know, where I live. It's going to be in another city, um, so it's a lot of travel, um, just a lot of really headaches. But that's the alternative to franchising. I would just go continue to go city to city and open franchises, uh, company-owned franchises, uh, or company-owned branches. Really, they're not franchises in this in that scenario. The different the differences in a franchise. So the definition of a franchise is that. Um, the franchisor owns the trademark that he lets the franchisees use. Um, he charges a fee, and the fee ranges um, depending on company to company. And he also has a, a significant degree of control um, over how the businesses run, uh, basically over the systems, um, the processes that the business has. Like in a McDonald's, they all run the same because the fran because McDonald's makes sure they run the same. He has the they have the control over each unit. Um and there's a lot of advantages to franchising. There's there's definitely disadvantages, but I'm going to go through some of the the advantages first. Um and then we can talk about the disadvantages as well. Um the first is there's a really good potential for rapid expansion um with minimal capital needed. So in a franchise instead of instead of going to another city and investing all the money I need to open a company owned location a somebody who wants to buy a bright mobile detailing franchise would come to us, pay us a franchise fee off the off the start to get to get it going, and then they would go and start it with our help. We would help them start it, but they pay us to help them start it. Right, so we don't have to spend any money to go um, to another city and open it. They're paying me for all the systems and processes and all the knowledge that I have because it's worked. We, what we're doing is working. Um, and they just want to basically have a direct copy of what we're doing, so that they can be assured that they're going to make money, um, and we help them do that, but with their money. So, and you can do it at multiple times. So, we could have five locations opening at the same time by five different people who bought franchises from us, um, and that would that you could never do that. Well, you might be able to do it with a big team, but you could never do that with company owned fran- uh, locations. Like, there's no way I could go to. Chattanooga, Nashville, and Atlanta and try to open branches there all at the same time. But with franchising, there's a person there that has paid money to start a franchise there. Um, so they're they're doing a lot of the bulk work um, and we're helping out. Um, and it's with their money. So we save a lot of money um, while also expanding a lot faster. Um, you, the direct managing uh, responsibilities uh, of a franchisor is a lot less than a company-owned location. So at a company owned location, you have to put a manager in place and you have direct managing responsibility over that manager, what he does. Um, You have to, you know, you got to be on him. Otherwise it might go downhill or it might, you know, the company might shrink or you just got to be in a lot, a lot more control over it. Um, In a franchise, there's somebody that owns that franchise there all the time and it's their money that's on the chopping block, right? So they have a lot more. Um, pride and ownership and self-motivation to make their business work rather than a manager he's getting a paycheck whether the business works or not um, he might lose his job if we go under but managers generally don't have that pride of ownership because they don't own anything they're just working there um, but a franchise owner um, a franchisee rather uh, has a lot of pride of ownership and they generally take care of their franchise better than a manager would obviously Um, There's a lot of increased buying power with a franchise network. So after you get past, you know, really once you have more than one location, but I mean, the more locations you have, uh, the more ability you have to buy supplies, um, marketing stuff, uh, pretty much anything that the company buys, you buy it in more and more bulk um, and it gives you more buying power and the price per unit of all the goods goes down because you have a giant network you can buy it in. Giant quantities, and your prices—I mean, your expenses—go down. Um, a franchisor makes royalties, so instead of me going to open a company location and getting 100% of the revenue, uh, I I sell franchise franchise locations to people. They give me a franchise fee, and then on top of that, I get a royalty every month from the company, which is a percentage of gross revenue. Um, so, it, it, I think it typically ranges from 3% to, you know, 10 is roughly the number um, that I got from some research. I'm sure there's exceptions, um, but depending on your business, and the franchise fee also ranges as well. So, if your business is highly, uh, I guess, highly like uh, expense heavy, like if you, you um, rent out like cranes or something if that's your if that's your business and it takes a big investment to um, get into the market to get a franchise location your franchise fee is probably going to be less Um, our franchise fee will probably be low and our our fee will probably be low that's mostly because i want to sell locations i mean i i think the the value of having a franchise that works and has a bunch of locations is more my goal than like growing the business is more my goal than getting every possible percentage revenue uh, royalty out of it I mean I want to make money obviously that's the goal of this whole thing but we're going to make plenty of money um, if everything goes to according to plan um, uh, a franchisor maintains this is another advantage uh, maintains a high level of consistency and quality um, in its in its services and its offerings because of the operations manual that every franchise uses. So the franchisor, which would be us, would give each location our operations manual, which pretty much just dissects everything we do, how we get our customers, what we do once we get them uh, in the system, how we get them on the schedule, what we do after they're booked and pretty much how we, how we do each detail. Um, pretty much everything is documented in there and it's also protected. Um, they can't share it with anybody. Um, it There's a word for it and I can't remember, um, but it's basically company property and they can't share it with anybody. Um, and those are some of the main advantages um, that I have seen. Uh, learned about franchising and that I really want to take advantage of for my company. Um, the disadvantages, there are some. Um, basically, one of the big ones is you don't make as much money as company owned stores um, on the front end. So instead of making all of the revenue from a company owned store, you get a small percentage of each unit's revenue. But obviously, you can open a lot more franchises than you can company owned stores a lot more quickly. Um, So the revenue kind of catches up eventually. I mean, if you own, you know how, if you can open 10 stores in a, in two or three years, which is pretty conservative. um, It really just depends how much marketing money you're putting into selling franchises. But in three years you can definitely sell 10 locations. Um, You would be making as much as a company store most likely. I mean, as long as your, I mean, as long as your business has, you know, good legs on it and can sustain itself, um, you should be doing fine in a few years. Rather than opening a company location every few years, um, or even every year, um, independence of franchisees is another disadvantage. So the franchisees aren't your employees. Um, I wouldn't have direct management control. I do have some control over the if anything affects the quality or the brand name. Um, so. For example, if there was like a McDonald's that just totally threw out the the playbook and started serving like I don't know like bagels or something they don't they don't is not on their menu but they wanted to make money and people wanted bagels so they started selling them McDonald's could come in and say you you got to stop doing that but you couldn't come in and just fire employees or fire a manager um, that without cause really. Um, but if you own the company store, you could just fire people and you, you have complete management control. Um, in a franchisee situation, uh, they aren't your employees. They own the business, um, their location. They own their location and they have the direct man- management control. You don't. So you kind of lose um, some power there. Um, most likely the, man- or the manager or the franchise owner rather is going to do it for you. I mean, it's his money that's on the line. His or her money that's on the line, um, so most likely you're not going to run into that many problems without him fixing it. Um, but if you do, you just have to talk to the franchise owner um, before his business gets in trouble. Um, the costs can be high up front to to franchise a business, so. Basically, the range I've gotten is from anywhere from fifty grand, maybe a little lower, all the way. I mean, you can spend two hundred plus grand um, starting a franchise, depending on you know how much your lo- what la- lawyer you get, what uh, franchise consultant group you get, because ba- you can't really start it. You can't really turn your business into a franchise alone. Um, it's such a highly regulated market um, that. It would be very, very. You could, you really couldn't do it unless you were a franchise lawyer yourself. Um, but there's so many different regulations in so many different states that you just you have to have a franchise owner, and I mean a franchise lawyer, and not only have a franchise lawyer, but one that's really experienced and knows all of the um, regulations and stuff. Because state to state it changes, so you have to have documents for each state, and some are different than others. So you just you have to have a franchise lawyer. Um, also, most people get a franchise consulting company um, to help them with all the heavy lifting because there's a bunch of paperwork. You've got to have a, a lot of forms and your your uh, franchise disclosure document has to be made, um, which is just the big document that basically draws out all the details of your franchise. Um, there's a bunch of other documents that have to be made and, and a bunch of other kind of like systems and processes and sales plans and marketing plans that have to be planned out before you launch. Um, And normally you would pay a consulting company um, to do that for you and you would help out kind of throughout the process to make sure they get everything right and that you like all the the fees that are charged and the royalties and basically you just kind of work together to do it. But the fee is about 50 grand to, you know, 200 grand. Um, There might be some exceptions if you go the super budget route, um, but basically 50 grand is about the lowest number you go um, when you're about to start a franchise. Um, so basically, this is where I see um, Bright Mobile Detailing going in the future. Probably, so the plan is, this, this upcoming, you know, summer, by the end of this summer, 2022 summer, I want to have this Birmingham uh, location, you know, kind of, hammered out. I want to have all the processes down. I want it to be running pretty much by itself, um, and have all the system systems documented, um, processes for detailing, marketing, sales, uh, customer acquisition, uh, pretty much everything. I want to have it documented and down. Um, I'm probably going to hire two more employees and have another van at least. So we have a small fleet going of two vans, a very small fleet. (laughs) Um, but at least more than one van, and then I'll probably start looking into um, franchise consulting companies around then, um, around the end of next summer, and then by this time next year, because it takes about four months or so to, to get ready to sell franchises, by about this time next year, I want to be about ready to sell some, um, or to start the process, to start getting some leads in the, in the pipeline for selling franchises. Um, and then I want to sell our first one by next summer. So 2023 summer, um, is the goal. Cause apparently, so selling franchises is kind of a seasonal thing. A lot of people typically don't make big life decisions in the winter. I don't know why, but in the winter they don't typically, People are more focused on family and vacations or Christmas and holidays, I mean, um, and they're not really locked into making big life-changing decisions like buying a business. Um, in the spring, people tend to make big life-changing decisions in summer, um, so we'll try to aim for that as our as our selling uh, time frame. Um and yeah, I mean, I think first of all, we'll sell single unit franchises. So there's a couple of different ways you can sell franchises. Um, the first way is single unit. That's the most common model. Um, it's what you probably think of where an individual buys one single franchise unit in a city. Um, and then that's probably where we'll start. I just want to sell like one to two in the first year. Um, and then I actually have the my math for... Um, how many I want to sell and what it'll make us. Um, But yeah, so I want to sell like one to the first year and then I want to sell like five per year for the next four years. So my goal is in five years to be five years from when we start selling franchises uh, to sell the business or to just take myself out of it. Um, But my goal is to have a with a, so let me run you through the math with a $10 million selling price. Which is where I started. I just want to see, like, how much what how many units do I need to, to sell for ten million? So to sell for ten million, I did about three times earnings, which is just like rough math for evaluating a business. Um, so we need three point three million in total in total revenue. Um, each unit doing one hundred and fifty grand, which is pretty pretty reasonable. Um, so each franchise would be doing one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. We'd need twenty two franchises doing one hundred fifty thousand each, equals three point three million. Then you could sell for nine point nine million, ten million. Um, so I did that math we, at the royalties. Um, so if we set the royalties at the low end of four percent, we'd be making one hundred and thirty-two grand per year on ju- just on royalties. Um, at eight per at eight percent royalties, which is the high end, is two hundred sixty-four thousand per year. Um, and that's just for taking care of the franchises, doing the franchisors' job. So. Training the franchisees, uh, marketing for the franchisees as a as a whole. So they would do individual marketing for their franchise. But as we get more and more franchises, it'll they'll all be in a similar region. So like the southeast of America. And then as a franchisor, you put together an account that all the franchisees fund, um, and then you do like regional advertising. Um, so we could we do that for them. Um, I mean, there's a lot of other things. That we do, but basically just make sure their businesses are succeeding. Answer all the questions they have. Help them get more more leads. Um, sales training, uh, pretty much just any kind of upkeep of their business that we can help out with. Um, I also did just for fun, uh, fifty million dollars selling price. So for fifty million, you need a sixteen point seven million dollar total revenue um, per year. Um, And it it equals out to 112 units. So 112 franchises doing $150,000 equals 16.7. And then you could sell for 50 million. Um, And basically the math on that is you would need a little bit more. But if we sold two units the first year, then five, then 10, then 25, then 50, that gives you 92 units. Um, So I just did a rough math on how like a projection of how I think you could do it. Um, But... Each year, we'd have to spend more on marketing to get more leads and close. Um, obviously, it gets easier to sell as you sell more franchises. People see it's working. People see that you're a good franchisor. You're supporting um, each franchise. Um, none of them have gone under that kind of thing, and then it gets easier. More people trust you, and they buy more. Um, but yeah, we'd have to sell. Uh, was it twenty more than that? So I mean, that's kind of that would be tough to do in five years. Um, but I was just curious on. What I'd have to do to make fifty million, uh, the selling price. But yeah, ten million selling price I think is really really conservative, um, or at least twenty two units I think is conservative for for five years, selling two units the first year and then selling five each year. Like not not even prog- like progressing more than five ever. Um, I think it's doable. Um, obviously, I've never done any franchising, uh, so we'll see how it goes in the future. But I just wanted to document. Uh, my goals and my thought process um, for how we're going to get there. Um, Another way you can sell franchises other than single unit, um, one at a time, which is how I plan on doing it, is a multi-unit franchise deal. So basically you just sell one person, um, multiple units. So either in multiple cities or in the same city, or you can think about like a Subway or a Domino's pizza. Um, There's a bunch of them in a city and you might sell like five in like the whole city to one guy um so that would be a multi-unit franchise and then our area developer um is a uh, somebody who wants to build like a network of franchise units um and it's the ho- the fastest way to grow or it's one of the fastest ways to grow you can also have a regional developer uh, which is an even bigger uh you know area um, but both is you both of them are you're just selling a lot of the rights to own a lot of franchises in the same area or the same region, um, and those are. I mean, you can sell franch if you sell like an area development deal or a regional development deal, you sell like ten plus franchises all at once. Um, again, not all of them can, not all of them will close. Like some people will buy an area um, and then only open a portion of the franchises that you say um can be open there but it's it's the fastest way to grow as a franchisor it's also harder to find those people um the area developer franchisees and the regional developer franchisees are hard to find um and they're also obviously very competitively fought over um because every franchise or wants to sell as many franchises as possible and if you can get an area or regional developer um interested and buy your franchise um then you, I mean, you'll open a bunch of franchise, franchise locations all at once. Um, everybody wants that, obviously. But I think that's about everything I wanted to talk about as as far as franchising goes. Um, obviously, we'll see how it goes in the future um, and see how this uh, see how this strategy plays out um, and if I if I uh, if I pull it off, really. But I feel pretty confident about it. Everything I've I have, uh, you know kind of set my eyes on so far has worked out for the business um, as far as hiring people uh, revenue goals that kind of thing Um, of course this is a highly technical strategy um, and a lot more legitimate of a you know growth strategy for making millions of dollars Um, so we'll see how it goes it's definitely going to be an undertaking um, and it's going to take a lot of time Um, but yeah we'll see how it goes and uh, thank you all for listening